Welcome to Package Design Unboxed, a show that aims to unbox the packaging industry, tell the truth behind sustainability, and how packaging designers can save the world. Did you go to school for packaging? Have you been interested in studying packaging? Have you ever wondered what you'd gain by studying packaging at the highest level? The reason I ask is that today's guest, Gerardo Herrera, is the Director of Packaging Design at one of the most respected design schools in America. Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. You may recognize Gerardo from his LinkedIn learning courses on packaging design. But in this episode, we learn how Gerardo got into packaging, what graduating from Art Center was like, and what led him back to teaching. And we discuss the professional designers that are leading the packaging design curriculum, like Andrew Gibbs and Jessica Deseo of none other than thedialine.com. So take out your number two pencils and get ready to go to school with Gerardo Herrera. Awesome, everybody. So today we've got uh, Gerardo Herrera, who is the Director of Packaging Design at Art Center. Gerardo, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Great to be on this uh, podcast with you. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. You've got a lot going on all around packaging design. Um, you, you're at Art Center. Uh, you've got some LinkedIn learning courses. Uh, you have Studio Nouveau and Paleo Rudo, which, which is launching now. Uh, so if before we jump into all those different things that you've got going on, uh, for anybody that's not familiar with you, can you give us a, a quick snapshot of who you are and what you're doing? Again, for all of you, my name is um, Gerardo Herrera, and I am the uh, Packaging Design Director over at the Art Center College of Design here in Pasadena, California. Um, I'm also the Head of Brand Experience over at Design Studio Nuovo. One of the things that we do at Design Studio Nuovo is we're also an incubator, and we also you know, like to work with startup companies and, you know, um, and of course, a lot of the big brands that we work with as well. But I think the thing that's exciting about what we do at Design Studio Nuovo is we also develop um, our, own, our own products, our own brands. And so one of the things, of course, not only being the head of brand experience, but now co-owner of Paleo Roo and Grower Stock. Paleo Roo is our health food company that we just launched, and Grower Stock is our ag tech company. So I've got a, quite a few things going on right now. And we'll get to Paleo because I've got a lot of questions around that. Okay. But for anybody that's not familiar with Art Center, can you tell me a little bit about what Art Center is? Yeah, so Art Center College of Design, that's, that's a school that um, is focused on design. This is one of the preeminent world centers for uh, learning about design from some of the top teachers in the world who are all practicing uh, out in their profession. So you have different areas of transportation design. I mean, if you look at some of the car, well, some of them are mo- some of the most amazing cars and brands, right? Our alums are there. Some of them are chief of design for their working for that. You, you think of currently right now, Frank Stevenson, Art Center alum, worked on the Mini, right? Uh, he's now working on Ilium, which is this flying uh, car, right? We have our product designers um, from product design. So we have a whole department in product, uh, product design. Uh, it's not just product in terms of actual you know, physical things too. Now it's all digital as well. So that's a mixture for that. We have um, entertainment. We have, uh, well, I mean, entertainment, we think of, of some of the people that come out of that, Zack Snyder. When we also look at some of the other things that are illustration department, we have um, advertising. 
and of course, you know, fine arts, and of course, graphic design. And so that school was designed to teach um, this very high level of craft, of commercial art, of thinking about design in terms of what it means for business, so the business of design. It started with um, Tink Adams. He was an advertising man. Um, and he wanted to really look at the radical way of education and design, really to teach real world skills to artists and designers and prepare them for leadership in this area. And so that's what Art Center started, and that's what we're doing today. And that's a big, you know, that's a big responsibility, right? Because I, I went through this school, I, I went through Art Center. I was lucky enough to have that in my own backyard. Um, when I went there, and the thing is, th during high school, I was introduced through Art Center through my, you know, high school teacher. So, hey, you know, um, if you do really well here, you know, we'll get you a, a little scholarship to go to Art Center at night for, uh, you know, high school kids. So, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know what it was, but three of us got, to, got the scholarship because we worked really hard for it. And we went to the school up on this hill in Pasadena, and it was amazing. So as a high school student, you were interested in art, in art. Then you did the night courses at Art Center. Once you graduated high school, you went right into Art Center uh, no, as a student. One, well, one of the things, so one of the things about this school that, that we were told, and I remember when, when I went to go visit to kind of see what I needed to do, right? So the high school thing is easy because you went in there and it's geared, those teachers are geared to teach you in a way to kind of perfect your art skills, right? So that way, if in the future, if you decide you're gonna to come to Art Center, you know, you, you have those art skills perfected. So it's a different way, you know, it's, it's still fun. It's fun, right? And you, and you get excited and you get like inspired to go. But then when you decide, okay, hey, I wanna take a look into this. So, you know, you, you're, you know, you're graduating from high school, you get it and you're going, okay. And I remember the student who was there to, to be the person to introduce us to Art Center and the Art Center um, faculty, some of them that were there to, to do the introductions said to us very clearly, look, it'd probably be really good for you just to get your education out of the way. This is a very hard school. Don't even think about coming to this school if, right? You know, and I remember it was crazy. Like what? You know, if you're about to get married or are married, this is a tough school, all right? You will be devoted to this school day in and day out for the next two to three years of your life, all right? That's how hard this is. I don't wanna go, I'm going, hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna so I got my uh, education out of the way at PCC, Pasadena City College. Yeah. And by education, you mean your core curriculum? Yeah, my core, maths, all the core English, curriculum, yeah. all the core curriculum. And the reason I chose that school was guess what? Some of those teachers that were teaching at Art Center were also teaching at PCC. So I said, you know what? Hmm, bing, I better yeah. go there because if I can first get all that and then also get continue to build my portfolio then maybe I have a chance of getting into this place. I mean, I, I'm just sweating bullets to see if you're gonna get into this place. It's like, that was it. That's the place I wanna go into. And when you say getting in, I've had, I've had, uh, I've had two friends go through this, go through Art Center, um, you know, as a kid, mm -hmm. remember, you know, this was 20 years ago, 15 years ago, where like, I'm going to Art Center. And then they're like, they come back like, okay, I'm not going to Art Center yet. I couldn't get in, now I've gotta go through uh, you know, these summer courses, I've got to go through these portfolio building courses in order to be accepted. Mm -hmm. How does somebody get into Art Center? So 
for me at that particular time, and we're talking about me, right? How I, yep. how I got in, right? So, yeah, no. So, I mean, I really just got, I mean, super focused, got my grades, you know, and all the curriculum out of the way for my educational aspects, right? The core curriculum. And then I was taking my art classes. And along the way, those instructors were there just tell me, oh, yeah, you know, so what, what, what are you going to go into? What, what class? And I was really thinking about product design. But I also like graphic design because of the fact that, you know, it had all these other aspects that I want to work into. Like, whoa, you could do environmental design. Wow, you know, but wow, you could do packaging design. And so there, and I know packaging and product, they play this nice hybrid right. world together. And, and I tell that even now to my students, right? And I have a lot of product design students that take our packaging classes um, and our graphic design classes. Um, so, so it was great to have these instructors there because I would talk to them and they would tell me, you know, okay, so, you know, if this is where you want to be in product or graphic design, so your portfolio needs to look like this. And so they would give us examples of portfolios and they would have people come in to show us portfolios that they got in through Art Center. So it was really good, you know, to have, you know, these different alums come in to show us their, you know, portfolios in terms of how they got in. Even our own instructors would show us their portfolios back in the day, right, how they got into Art Center. And at that time, it was crazy because, you know, everything was done by hand. So you would mount everything, you know, and then you would, you know, uh, we'd mount it. I remember mounting and I put this really nice like plastic over the top that would heat seal it. And it would come up super tight, like super beautiful heat seal the way that they showed us at the art center. The art center instructors that were teaching at uh, Pasadena City College, right, you know, showed us how to do all that stuff. And then, you know, we, we cover the back so nothing looked like there was any tape or anything. It was just, like, super well-crafted. And so, and then we would look at all the pieces and we'd say, okay, I think, you know, these are your pieces that you can go with. So I had a variety of different pieces of my graphic design, some of my product, and my uh, illustration. So, the, you know, Martin wanted to see, hey, can you draw, right? Do you have, you know, illustration, you know, drawing capability, all those, you know, the, the core um, then they looked at your typography and I'm, you know, I know my typography was terrible back then, I just, but, you know, but I had a portfolio that looked pretty good. And, um, and, and then of course, um, some of my, you know, drawing and slash product skills that were going into that. What was really interesting too, is I really wanted to get into school. So I found an internship. It was so funny because I don't know, and, you know, and a lot of people might, you know, when you start something, it's really funny how things start to fall into place for all of you or for me or for, I, I just think it's for everybody. Once you yeah. think of something, it starts falling, like these doors start to open up. It's still hard. It's not easy, but all of a sudden, you know, you, you, these doors open up. So I used to um, mow lawns. I mean, I, I had my crew yeah. and I would mow lawns and, um, and one of them was a famous advertising um, guy named um, Rick Boyko. And he worked over at Ogilvy for BIG, I think the brand integration group. I didn't know that at the time, but he said, hey, I went to art center and you know, I studied advertising and I'm going, oh, okay. So then I, he, so again, I saw it ran into somebody who did that. And then I was doing this little um, uh, job for my high school. And I went down to go to this place to get um, this, uh, this stat made. And I ran by this, this little studio. I go, oh, that looks like a cool studio. I think that's a studio. And they have this big machine that they just brought in. And I go, hey, what is that? And they said, oh, that's the light speed. I go, what's the light speed? Again, this was like 1989. So it's a 91, right? So mm -hmm. 
So it was around the beginning of 1989, Lightspeed, and, and you go, oh yeah, uh, you know, this is a for computer, you know, comping tool. And I'm going, wow, you know what this thing was? It was a big oversized, just imagine Photoshop, the size of the room that was like a 10 by 12. This thing was huge. And I said, so can I learn this at school? I go, well, what school are you going to? I'm going to Art Center. Oh yeah, we're all from Art Center. I was like, what the hell? So all of a sudden, Art Center started to appear everywhere. Right. It's, I'm sure if I went to any other school, it'd be the same way, right? Yeah. If I went it's like, to it's like when you buy... Yeah, yeah. So when you buy a red car, all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere. Right? Yeah. If I went to Rhode Island School of Design, sure, I'm sure I'd run into all sorts of people from there. If I went into Royal College of Art, sure, I'm, I'm sure I'd run into everybody. But it was just weird. And so, yeah, so I said, well, can I learn that? And they said, well, sure. you want to intern? <laughs> and I said, sure. And I got to work with all these amazing creative directors that were in Los Angeles that were coming through. And these are the, some of the airbrush artists that I used to look up to. Oh, I want to be an airbrush artist. And I had my airbrush too, right? But these are some famous airbrush artists that I got to, I was actually controlling this. I learned the machine. I knew how to work it. And all these creative directors would be coming behind me and they would be telling me left, right, here, big, small, all this kind of stuff. And I'd be learning from these amazing creative artists. So I built a couple pieces of portfolio there that were actually commercial pieces, right? And so when I finally put all my things from my, um, my um, uh, uh, junior college, right? And the little pieces there, I submitted it to Art Center. And that was the portfolio I submitted. I submitted some of the examples that I did in my internship, um, some illustration examples, of course, from, from uh, college with uh, graphics and product and kind of showed a nice wide range of bits. And so the admission people looked at it and they looked at all the pieces. And of course I went for, I chose graphic design, right? And that's what I went for. Yeah. Um, and and once you, a good choice. That, that's awesome. So it's, and I think, you know, it's definitely important. I think when you're, when you're looking at a school, when you're a young designer is just to put yourself out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I know when I was ready to, to get into graphics, uh, I went and I got a job at a pet store in Laguna beach, you know, everybody in Laguna has <laughs> dogs. Everybody is like running around um, there's a million different little small studios there. And I met, uh, a founder of a, of an agency there and, you know, she'd bring in her dog and I always give her treats and, you know, we get to talking. She's like, Oh yeah, this is what my agency does. I'm like, Oh, you know, that's exactly what I'd like to do at some point, you know? And, and I'd say about three months in, she goes, you know what? I've got an opening. Are you interested? And I'm like, yeah, when do I start? <laughs> you know? But yeah, you have to put yourself out there and it's not like always in the most linear fashion. You know, it's never just like knocking on a door. Here's my application. Here's my resume. Here's my portfolio. You've got to build these relationships. Uh, I love it. I love that you said that. It's like, it's not linear. The path is just, you, you think you have your goal there, but, or you have an idea, that vision, but it's not linear. <laughs> right. You just have to, you have to make it work. You have to figure out what works. Uh, so you graduated in 91. You worked within a variety of different agencies and you did a lot of freelance you yeah. were then yeah. brought into Nokia to help build out the first design team there. What's the path back to Art Center yep. as an educator? When I was going through Art Center, and at that time, in, in regards to packaging, we had five classes of packaging that we had to go through, along with all our other classes in branding, typography, editorial, exhibition design. Um, so you know, rewind forward to this question that you asked, like, you know, after Nokia and how do I get into teaching? 
Well, in 2007, when I left Nokia, um, Petrula Vrentaikis, uh, an award-winning um, designer in her own right, and an amazing teacher, and who I worked with in um, hiring and working with different uh, students that they would teach. You know, Nokia, we would hire a lot of the Art Center students, and she was really uh, instrumental in getting a lot of the students ready for, for the professional world. Um, yeah, she had asked me to come teach, as well as the chair back then, Nick Hoffermas, um, who also asked me to come teach. And, you know, he was building a team. He was building and rebuilding the graphic design department. And that was his, that was his mandate. And what was interesting is Nick had consulted with Hal Frazier. Uh, now, Hal was my instructor when I was going through Art Center in 89 through 91. And... You know, he was the former uh, chair as well of arts of the graphic design program. So, and also an award-winning designer in his own right, uh, working with big people such as ABC, NBC, CBS. I mean, you name it, uh, Max Factor, um, and also an amazing artist as well, Halverson Fraser. You know, just from his artwork, and I just remember him being so passionate about graphic design, but in and packaging. And so when he consulted with Nick, what the packaging program at that time in 2007, it had dwindled down to two classes of packaging, packaging one and packaging two. And I was like, wait, we had five classes of this back then and now it's down to two. So I was, so I, I think Nick really saw that, you know, there was a need to build this part out. You know, we have print motion, interaction design, right? Transmedia and packaging needed to be built because it's a big part of branding and graphic design. Um, so uh, in 2009, I, I was recommended to put my hat into the ring uh, from Hal and was selected to build the packaging program at Art Center. So um, today I am proud of my team of amazing faculty who are all practicing designers and are bringing a relevant knowledge to this very specialized area of emphasis um, wow. We now have three classes of packaging design one. How exciting just to see that three classes. I mean, that's, that's three sections and it's taught by another remarkable teacher, Dan Hoy. Uh, in fact, he also taught me back in 1989. Uh, but, he's, but, but, but he's not only taught me, but he's taught some of the most leading creative directors for companies like Chase Design, Munchkin, Turner Duckworth, to name a few. So he is a cornerstone of our program. And I always go to him for, you know, just again, looking at how are we doing? And, and, and I do this with all my teachers to make sure we build a really solid program. Uh, so he introduces our students and gets them excited about packaging design. I mean, he's a first hit, right? So along with Dan, we also have another new teacher now, uh, Jeannie Knopf, who comes from Mattel and brings her unique way of packaging, teaching packaging design one with Dan Hoy. So they really get our students ready on the wow. fundamentals. Um, from materials, sustainability, branding, user experience, and of course our CAD systems like ESCO, which we talked about earlier, about our industry-leading packaging software, to get ready to work also on our ESCO, ESCO Kongsberg machine um, that you know, we've been working with ESCO with. Pretty amazing you know, to, to think about. Then uh, once they get that, and the students are excited about that, um, and remember, packaging is just one of the things they're learning. They're learning print and editorial. So they're all bringing everything together all into, into packaging. So then uh, from packaging one, 
you know, they're ready for packaging too, which has grown to two classes now, two sections. And they're pretty robust sections. So again, I'm very excited about what was happening and what is happening. And so uh, with that, we have three of our amazing instructors, Anya Borsovic, who uh, the students love. And I also remember uh, getting, you know, extending to hire her for Nokia when I was building the team. Um, but she decided <laughs> to do her own uh, business, her own studio. Really bummed about that, but that's how small the circle is, right? And here she is teaching, but I'm hiring her students. Right. <laughs> um, so she's amazing. And then, of course, the duo team. I like to call them the duo team. Jessica, De Jessica DeSeo and Andrew Gibbs from the Dialine.com. I mean, I remember reaching out to, to, to Andrew and asked him if he right. would like to be part of the program. Since they were just a few minutes away, I mean, their offices are just down the street. And I said, heck, why not? I mean, the founder, the editor of the Dialine. Well, these three instructors just push the students, and they push the boundaries of form, branding, design, and sustainability. In fact, Andrew uh, really has pushed the sustainability thinking even further within our program by challenging the packaging to instructors to go plastic free with how they approach design. And it's hit a chord. It's hit a chord with our students. I know we've always taught sustainability in packaging right. and at Art Center, but you know, this tight parameter is hit a chord with them. And not only that, but we're seeing our, our uh, those we're seeing those particular projects winning awards these past few years. Uh, I mean, you know, it's pretty, that's pretty amazing. And then, okay. So now when they get uh, packaging two and they learn uh, that aspect, um, they're ready for packaging three, which becomes more advanced. And that's what I teach. I bring them back into some of the parameters. They're a little bit tighter, right? I mean, uh, of what they can do or not do. And now on top of that, we add the retail merchandising system, uh, aspects of that. And then on top of that, which is my love, intelligent systems thinking. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, International Direct Packaging. International Direct Packaging is the only factory direct packaging manufacturer that allows you to buy packaging directly from their factories without distributor markups or convoluted supply chains. I've had the pleasure of manufacturing packaging with International Direct Packaging for Walpole UK and it felt like I was in control and on the factory floor. International Direct Packaging doesn't source factories because they are the factory. Learn why you should be working factory direct at idpdirect.com. So, so, so before we get into, into packaging three, yeah. right? We've, we've done, you know, students, you've built, the, you've built this curriculum where students go through packaging one, which is just your, your fundamentals, you know, materials, yep. Um, just concepts, the user experience. Um, then we go into pack two, which narrows down that focus even further. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about, you know, pack plastic free, um, you know, a variety of different materials, you know, starting to utilize the equipment. Um, and as they go through those phases, is it a, is it a pass fail, um, is it a portfolio review? How do you go from pack one to pack two, then on to pack three? Right. So again, they're going through the, the grading system, right? You know, A, B, C, D. Or, sure. Um, F. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they, they do have to, they do have to pass. They have to get, you know, they do have to get good grades to move into, into pack three. Um, pack sure. two is the heart, one of the hardest. I mean, it's like they get hit right off the bat and that's around well, fourth, fifth term. That's usually a lot of the hard classes kick in because, you know, a lot of the other classes that our students take 
are the fundamentals, right? Hey, typography, editorial, you know, information design, uh, of course, uh, visual interaction. Mm -hmm. So they're taking all these skill sets and then they're applying it now to packaging, which is a 3D uh, object <laughs> in some instances, right? Mm -hmm. So, and they learn how to take everything they've learned and put that in the packaging design too. So yes, they have to, they, they really have to get this thing honed in mm -hmm. before they move into packaging design three. Otherwise they're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. And that's with all mm -hmm. of our classes too. It's not just packaging design three. It's, you know, uh, the, our communication design classes, our transmedia classes and so on. Yeah. I've, again, just have, you know, having had uh, a group of friends that have gone through the art center programs, Oh, you always hear about how difficult and how challenging it was, you know, to go, to go through these. Mm -hmm. um, so just, you know, understanding that the, the rigorousness of the program is really building up these students to be prepared for the reality of, of a career in packaging, because it's not an easy one. <laughs> so as you, <laughs> yeah. so as you move into packaging three, then, then, then how does that come together? Um, so yeah, before I go into that, I mean, just so, so before I go into that, just, know that we also have these packaging workshops that are added to this as well to help our students right so there's separate things that augment that so we have like our sketch workshops we have our materials workshops we have um you know our rapid prototyping and solid works and key shots so learning a lot of these you know cad systems are an esco and the cutting workshops and then the, um so so well, yeah when they're coming into packaging three they've got these workshops and they've got these instructions all built into them and so now that's where, you know, we get the parameters and now it gets tighter. They explode it out in pack two. They get to explore in pack one and understand materials and all those fundamentals. But in pack three now, the parameters become a little bit tighter of what they can do or not do, right? We add the retail merchandising component to it. So now they're looking at retail merchandising, end caps, you know, inline, uh, self-standing displays, countertops, right? Really looking at that. And then what I love is I add the component of technology, which is smart packaging or intelligent packaging, as I call it. And when we think of smart packaging, that's packaging that interacts with smart homes, retail ecosystems, or production. Um, uh, we, and I break it down into the following. Think about the consumer, retailer, and manufacturer, right? Now, smart packaging has always been a passion of mine, probably because part of my tech side with Nokia, you know, looking at advanced future scenarios, you know, yeah, we were the advanced branding concepts team, but we worked a lot with developing scenarios as a group, like what the future would look like. And so when I'm thinking about packaging design I, and, and smart packaging, I always knew that would play an important role. Uh, as soon as people were ready, you know, and the tech was ready and the systems are ready. And guess what? It's here now. I mean, look at stores like Amazon Go or, or Apple. In fact, I remember back in 2009, 2010, uh, our students worked with Avery Dennison to look at the future of retail, utilizing RFID, NFC, and then some of the tech that, you know, uh, myself and my other instructor introduced um, on how brands and retailers would envision using these systems of the future. Come on, I mean, now it's 2009, Apple just launched 2007. Yeah, Nokia was dealing in this world <laughs> of technology, right? And Bluetooth systems and NFC and all that. So we already were playing in that world. Uh, you know, Nokia, you know, I mean, Motorola, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, so, so that technology wave is coming and coming fast. 
and I just, you know, science fiction movies, you know, you'd see Packaging doing some really amazing things, right? <laughs> so, so, um, so we get them ready to look and envision that kind of future and we get them ready and they build really tight renderings, right? Really tight uh, overall branding systems around packaging design, right? So that's, that's the big aspect for packaging three is looking at how those things come together. So then comes packaging four. So we're almost in the packaging five. I, we, right now we have, four, <laughs> we have four, four aspects of packaging. And packaging four, uh, when we kicked that off recently with Chris Hacker, uh, the former chief of design of Johnson & Johnson, Herman Miller, Innoveda, to name a few, uh, the focus was how far could we push sustainable systems, right? How would this play a role even in B Corps, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, how do you propose these ideas in such a way that can make an impact through advanced use of materials, right? Branding and environment uh, to retail systems. So, um, you know, Chris is now the, the, the chair of product design for Art Center. Um, and we have quite a few of our product students taking our packaging courses, as you can imagine, right? So this is really an, a very advanced packaging studio that, you know, you know, that really pushes that high level of, okay, you know, the next level of packaging in regards to SWOT analysis, deep research thinking, right, sustainability thinking, the kind of materials and possibilities that, you know, we haven't quite yet, you know, look at all the technologies that are out there, you know, uh, scouring material connection, all those sort of things to say, what is possible with, you know, what can happen in the future, knowing what we know now, but really trying to push those boundaries. Yeah. So with, with packaging for then, what, um, as an example, what's a, an assignment, a project that the students are working on? So uh, one of the projects, you know, was, and um, for example, was looking at, you know, we had a, one student had brought a particular company called Indusol. Indusol does, you know, these shoes that are um, made with um, upcycled material, right? And also, uh, tires from you know, yeah tires right for the soul yeah. um and you know they were looking at you know how would they you know and that's a b corp and they were looking at how they would um reimagine and work with you know the the brand rebuild that and then of course apply some other aspects of how you package that like how you know really thinking about some of the packaging so they were looking again also upcycling um you know uh, waste fabric right, as well to be part of the packaging. I'm really thinking that all the way through, even the, from the retail systems, you know, again, using renewable, not renewable, um, upcycled resources as well to create the packaging and retail systems around that. So that was the concept that they brought to it, right? Student thinking to say, hey, I really love this, do that. Or, you know, um, looking, you know, back then some of our students were looking at, you know, our company with straws or even the paper, um, mm -hmm. uh, um, dinnerware, right? Looking at, okay, what other things can we do? Like, you know, the pulp, paper pulp takeaway, which is totally appropriate yeah. now for today with what's happening, <laughs> right? I mean, like all this right. packaging is going out for delivery, but, you know, so also working with experimentation on materials. Uh, I know Matteo Neri is another one of our instructors that comes in and packaging for as well, who looks at these particular aspects with our students, right? We bring them in to consult in our various areas because of his entrepreneurial background and the area of sustainability. So they really do get a lot of these um, areas where they get to, to focus on that aspect of uh, packaging design. 
which um, is really is, is needed a lot. I mean, it kind of gets kicked off right in the very beginning, but you know, Andrew threw down the gauntlet for packaging two, plastic three, <laughs> and then packaging right. four, you know, it gets revisited again. And it's not like it doesn't go away. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's ingrained. Yeah. It's part of our system. It always has been when I was going through art center back then, uh, you know, I think I told you, you know, just how, how my particular product got on the packaging di- digest back in 89 for, um, the sustainable product that, that we came up with right. idea. So, yeah, sustainability. I mean, that's, that's never going away. No. You know, and, and that's as it continues to dig into the, the brands now, you know, fashions having to make decisions on materials and you've got, you know, Patagonia telling people don't buy this jacket, um, yep. you know, to reduce consumerism. But yeah. Sustainability is, is definitely and, key. And it's a hard thing. It's hard because there's a lot of different things that go into it. When you look at the complete, life cycle analysis, the whole path. And, you know, every little thing, and you wonder how, how do we, how do we do it? Right? How do we make it? I think we talked about that earlier, too. And some of the other things that we've been working on. Um, So if I step back, and I see how we're doing overall, and I see how we have built the program, I, I can't help to see how our students from all our classes are doing really well and being recognized, being recognized by competitions that they've entered and are winning every year. I mean, every year since we started, you know, and, and first, second, and third place across the board at times. I.E. Pent Awards has recently sent out a certificate to, to my students, you know, gold, bronze, silver, and we did that, you know, we've been doing it, been placing in Pent Awards. Or, of course, the dyeline.com, one of the largest packaging uh, blogs in the world, you know, winning there, how amazing is that, right? To win. So, and of course, Art Directors Club, Type Directors Club, Course 77, and uh, Red Dot. Are you familiar with Red Dot? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Nokia Design, we won the Red Dot team back in the day, right? So it was Apple, then it was us. You know, how exciting. This, that's like, like amazing, like the best, you know, like, wow. So I couldn't believe, I mean, not, I, I, not, not that I couldn't believe, I, I told my student, go into this, because I thought she had something amazing. And she won best of the best uh, uh, last year. Yeah, last year, right? Best of the best for my packaging three class on a mm-hmm. project by you know, Angela Bake created for Bear Medicine on the concept using smart packaging. Oh, wow, that blew my mind. That was such validation to see our program, my students, and her smart packaging you know, all come together. Um, you know, I, that's, a, that's an amazing validation. I mean, I, I get choked up. Uh, thinking about how we accomplished and how much we accomplished and how how Fraser entrusts me to build something great. And, you know, that just keeps me pushing to looking for the best, the best way to teach, uh, the best people to teach uh, this packaging program. And of course, you know, you know, measuring how we do by our grads getting hired by some of the, the best companies or studios and startups in the world. So yeah, it's, it's, I just, I, I remember back in the day where the transportation students, you know, a lot of them wouldn't even make it through the program because they would get hired out, you know, like in their final year or, you know, months before, does that, does that translate to the packaging program? Like this, like the student that just won the red dot, you know, our, our brands then reaching out to her and saying, you know, we want we want you to come onto this team. Well, like how does how does that work? Our students are our, 
our students are, you know, yeah, I know, I know, because we've had some students who just, like one of, I know one of um, Dan Hoy students, I mean, not just in packaging, but, you know, you think, you know, graphic design, right? It's the complete package you're, you're getting from yeah. a student, right? I know he got hired up by um, Turner Duckworth because he did an internship. And he's so good because I remember, I think uh, uh, Dan recommended, recommended him over to Turner and Oliver Lowe. And he, and he just beautiful illustration. He's just an amazing student in PAC-1. And yeah, they, they offered him, hey, what are you doing here? You know, so yes, that's one, but that's amazing. You see that happen. But I think a lot of our students also just have this drive to just want to, you know, finish Art Center. Right. They just want to finish it. And so, yeah, Angela, she just finished Art Center. Yeah, she got, she's been winning awards. You'll see that. The, the bear packaging was smart, smart technology. Um, in fact, you know how that started was I reached out to, and I think I, I told you about this group earlier. It's called the uh, Active Intelligent Packaging Association. Wow. Um, you know, I've been following them for a long time because I've I always had this and I go, I wonder if anybody's talking about active intelligent packaging or intelligent packaging, smart packaging. And yeah, these guys, <laughs> I was like, what? There's, there's a, there's a whole organization <laughs> on this. Some of the most amazing people there. I, I mean, they're, you know, these are technologists working in packaging and with our packaging engineers. I mean, these are packaging engineers who are also technologists, right? Uh, or manufacturers, remember I told you about the manufacturer side, right? right? Who are, uh, you know, coming up with these ideas using technology, like the ideas like, yeah, I'm not the only one thinking this way, right? It's like, no way, these are, and so, you know, you, you know, the bear thing that, that so, so AIP, so the Active Intelligent Packaging Association, what they did was they sponsored a, you know, industry uh, call out, right? Like, and bear was there to, to, to go ahead and to its members to go ahead and um, you know pitch to bear like something in smart intelligent packaging. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, it's only for you know professionals. And so I reached out and I you know I asked the 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 organizer. I said, hey, could one of my students join it? And they thought, cool, why not? They never had a student before in all the years of sure. doing this. And you know we rehearsed, we practiced. We had four minutes to pitch. Four minutes. He blew them wow. away. Four minutes. He, so it was like, he blew them it was away. Like, it was like Shark Tank. Pretty much. It was like Shark Tank. <laughs> and we had this thing so scripted. She did so well. And That's awesome. yeah, so, um, and yeah, I mean, these guys are amazing. If you don't know, put that link down or share that link. But these. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember meeting some guys. I mean, you talk about it. Uh, you know, in the plastics themselves, they're, you can't even see it. They're printed antennas. There's antennas in the actual for like, you know, uh, the pack. So you can think about these antennas for salad packs. And then you think about the importance of having smart packaging. So these antennas, right. Um, you know, talk to the smart refrigerator and so on. But if there's a recall, if you think about it, like an E. coli mm. recall for salads or something like that, boom, yeah. that antenna picks it up, tells the smart refrigerator, tells Alexa, tells the smart home and, and tells your Tesla as well. And your smartwatch, <laughs> don't eat this lettuce. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's insane. How does that, how does that recycle? Well, that, I, that's, I mean, it's a print, so it's printed. So it's a, yeah. you know, when you think about that, that's a printed type. And that's the part right now, which when we talk about um, smart packaging, right? And what it, 
and this is the kind of the, the, the prompt I provide my students, right? Is like, as you start to put these things in, some of these things won't be able to recycle well. And we're sure. going to run into some other issues now. Now we're adding other types of technology into the pieces, like things that we would think about very carefully at Nokia, right? Like how our phones would come apart. I mean, we designed all that. How our phones would come apart really easily so they could be easily recycled, all the bits, pieces, and things that would be inside of it. So now with packaging, you know, you have to be really careful. And one of the things we talk about is, you know, we build it into the overall systems, right? In terms of like, well, you know, packaging can last for a very long time. So let's think about the loop, you know, like, you know, really thinking about, you know, our loop systems, uh, circular loop, right? So uh, you, I mean, go back to what we used to do, Coca-Cola bottles or milk bottles, yeah. glass person. Yeah. It's like, well, what was wrong with that? It just, it comes back as a circular loop. So it's not just about putting technology for the sake of putting technology into packaging. It's about understanding, you know, how, if you're putting in sort of these bits and pieces in there that is going to kind of loop back or maybe, which is really crazy, which we also talk about in our classes is what if that packaging then and the technology behind it, that packaging is packaging is associated to you. And so if you are not responsible for your packaging, <laughs> <laughs> people are going right. to find out that you did all the way, you know, you did all the waste uh, and, and littered the world, right. With your own packaging that you could have put, uh, sent back to the recycling center. It's crazy if you think about it that way, but you know, how else do you get people to, to maybe no, think about and how, how to use how do you get safely? Yeah. And how do you get brands to take responsibility for it as well? Yeah. You know, I know for, for a while there I was working with, um, with some brands and you know if they had if they had an, a, a plastic insert or something like that mm -hmm. they would say we don't want our logo uh we don't want our logo molded into the insert mm -hmm. we don't want any messaging that ties this insert back to the brand yeah. and it's like well I, and you know being naive you're like well i don't understand why why wouldn't you it's a great opportunity to, to brand yourself in the unboxing and they're like yeah but if we don't want this to we don't want this piece to wash up on some beach somewhere <laughs> with our logo on it. And you're like, wow, okay. I didn't realize that's how far you're thinking about it. And maybe being, you know, just a young designer and being naive about it, you're like, okay, so you're, you're actually thinking it through all the way till when it lands on a beach. Why don't we just eliminate this piece completely instead of eliminating the traceability back to your brand. And that's where I think the technology can come in to help with mm -hmm. uh, this idea of, Know, to help right with this whole issue yeah right to keep things uh you know uh, to, to really help with the idea of of making sure and ensuring that the systems are in place to make it that much more convenient and think about it in a different way maybe through some incentivizing right that comes back in such a way as well that there is actual metrics involved with that and I, you know you see that with you know a lot of the the goods that are made using intelligent systems to track things um, but I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I remember Nokia was the exact same thing, you know, and our, our engineering people and all, we were thinking about like, oh my gosh. And of course, you know, it's, it's Finland, right? It's, it's, you right. know, they, they are really aware of resources. They're in Europe, especially super, super tight, super, uh, on, on environmental policies. Right. So it was top of mind. And so, yes. Nokia said, hey, we, we can't, you know, the, the logo, if we're going to put our logo on our trays, then 
we have to make sure that we got to go to a different type of sustainable material. And we went to pulp, right? We still branded our products because we knew that the pulp would, you know, um, not do what, let's say, the plastics would be doing. Because we, to your point exactly, it was like, wait a second, <laughs> and a lot of phones here. And there's a lot of plastic trays. This is not good. We can't be doing this. Right. And we switched it as fast as we could. And we worked with all our manufacturers um, to, develop the, to develop that. So you're totally right about that. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. But, but Nokia was really thinking about, no, we're going to still put our name on it, but we're going to show that we have some environmental policies that we are looking at and how we are treating and doing that. And I thought that was really, you know, amazing to see, you know, a company really thinking that through, even through our phones to the way we designed our phones and how things would break down. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I was in Costa Rica, I think, as you know, um, this year, uh, yeah. And um, I did see a, a lot of plastic wash up on the shores. Beautiful, remote areas, plastic, plastic bits from big chunks, little baby chunks on these remote beaches that I was on. And I'm just seeing these, I thought at first it was just like, you know, wood and little bits and pieces, right. plastic. And it didn't matter if you tried to hide who you were, because the one thing that I think is like, wait a second, but I know that, I know that cap color. I know, you know, because, right. you know, you're branding through color, right? We know how to do it. Packaging, yeah, you, let's get our color branded. Or the actual <laughs> form. You see that wash up and you go, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's not, you know, it's not, it, it's not as if you can just pick those pieces up, you know, which, you know, you should and, and, and dispose of them. But it's just so, so much. It's just so abundant. Yes, it is. It's and sad. That's, that's the problem. Yep. So I think as we, as we kind of wrap up and, and Gerardo, I think what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to release this as two episodes because you've got a lot of good stuff here. Um, so as we wrap this up here, I think what is there one thing that you do day in and day out that has made you a better packaging designer? Um, well, like the one thing, well, what's made me, it's teaching actually. Yeah. Teaching has made me a better packaging designer because I think, you know, teaching is scary. I'll tell you that when I was called in by the very first time I'm kind of teach, I go, no, I, I'm going to wait till I'm much older to do that. Um, it, you know, it's, I can handle being in a boardroom. I can handle, you know, working with, you know, some pretty uh, amazing and also difficult situations whatever that might be right and people all over the world and working and doing amazing things but teaching oh my gosh i you know and thank goodness i had i you know just you know um i had some good uh thank goodness i had some good um what do you call it uh confidence in my from my wife to say no you can do this you got this right you know you could you know you, you've done that with your design teams around the world you know you know how to to, to make this happen um but i think teaching because one of the things with teaching is that you know what you know and you may be the the best designer in the world but if you don't know how to teach uh right and so that's, that's been the fear of mine it's like how do i take what i know and that's where teaching makes you really good is that you have to keep on top of it not only in, so i still have my design practice you know i work with design studio nuovo as you know and we're still developing a lot of um and working with a lot of clients but 
that is one thing. It's taking all that and continuing to keep reading upon everything and staying on top of everything because you want to be ahead of your students at every, at every possible place to give them the best of the best. So that's what I do day in and day out. Teaching makes me a better, a better, a really the best at packaging because of all of the knowledge and all the learning I have to do. I have to, sure. I have to teach myself. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense? I don't know if that makes no, sense. Does that make no, sense? No, it, it no, it does. It does. Yesterday, I was asked. Uh, yesterday, I was asked by somebody like about my process, mm-hmm. and you know, I kind of, I kind of, you know, I think of it the same way as teaching, right? It's like somebody asked about your process, and it's something that you do. You do it day in day out, mm-hmm. and yeah, you could be the best designer um, on earth, but if you can't explain how you do the things that you do to somebody else so that they can learn it or build the, you know, create the building blocks for them, then it's pointless, right? Yeah. You know, a student, a student's going to call bullshit. You know, that's the thing, right? They're going to call bullshit on, on something in a way that a a client wouldn't necessarily do. So yeah, there's always that, you know, am I giving them enough information? Am I giving them, um, you know, the right direction? Am I, am I, Am I pointing them in the right direction? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is correct. That's awesome. So Gerardo, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being on. Um, again, I think, I think we've got a lot of good stuff here. So I'm going to release this as, as two episodes. Um, and, you know, if there's anybody out there that's looking to get in contact with you, what's the best place for them to reach out to you? Uh, they can reach me at um, Gerardo at, dsn.com um they can reach me on my instagram right at g herrera studio or you can uh reach me through linkedin right that's that's the other way to reach me gerardo herrera right um so that's that's those are the i think the the places that you can reach me at perfect uh gerardo thanks so much man i really appreciate you coming back on Thanks for joining us on Package Design Unboxed. Please subscribe to the podcast. Once again, I'm Evelio Matos. I want to thank Gerardo Herrera. And I want to thank you for listening.